Welcome back inside the scoreboard. We're back with another episode. I'm Corey. It's Jamal. And we're back with another one. I mean, as usual, you know, we jumping straight into it. If you if you're a Charlatan or anywhere in the North Carolina area, this draft has probably got you a little more excited than it usually has. I I, I love to start right there. Jamal, coming out right now with the Hornets, how do you feel about some of their picks this year? I like it a lot. Um, I thought they um I thought they should have targeted Kyle Jones. That's a guy I wanted them to pick because I know at the center position that was a need or just somebody in that front court who can defend the paint. Mm-hmm. And then when you look at him, he's kind of like a prototype uh, center. He get, he has a little bit of handle. He has a, a jump shot, which is surprising. And he can just run up and down the court like a, uh, these traditional big men now. Not traditional, but these um, new era big men, uh, kind of like the uh, Jared Allens of the world, just can really run the floor. And when you also look at it, I don't want to overhype him at all, but I think his pro comparison right now is something like a Christian Woods, but with the ability to uh, grow more muscle and be a stronger Christian Woods. So I, I like it a lot with the Kai Jones pick, and then even with the uh, with the Book Knight pick, I thought that was great to get another uh, combo guard, a guy that's used to being the primary uh, scorer and that just can get a bucket. You know, he's he reminds me a lot of Jordan Clarkson. So hopefully he can at least be that or something even better. So I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. Definitely, definitely. I feel like the big difference, at least what I've seen this year as to previous years, every guy that we picked up, I see the potential. Every guy that we picked up um, it wasn't necessarily going with the big names. I see Mitch wasn't necessarily going with the big, big names, but I feel like he acquired some talent. Kai Jones, obvious, recognizable name um, from college basketball, but for the most part, he went with some to what I felt like was some real nice potential picks that will already mesh well with the guys that we already have. You talked about uh, Kyle Jones' athleticism. How's that going to work? Do you think working within the offense, do you expect him to come – do you expect him to be a guy that comes in and gets minutes immediately? I think that just depends on how he performs in the summer league and how he performs in the preseason. You know, because when we look at P.J. a few years back, P.J. was scoring damn near in double digits in all his preseason games. If not, if he, I think he may have scored in double digits in all his preseason games. And I think that pretty much dictated, you know, him getting a lot of burn and a lot of minutes. And then you see his debut against Chicago. <clears throat> he had a tremendous, uh, tremendous game. But, I mean, I, I don't think that should rush things at all. He's still a little raw um, in certain aspects of his game. And I and with the addition of Mason Plumlee, I think that helps him out where they can kind of, you know, Take, take their time with uh, kind of, you know, get him into the flow of things. We do have Bernie Carey from Duke and uh, Nick's, uh, Nick Richards from uh, Kentucky that we drafted last year in the second round. And then we also have Jalen McDaniels, you know, in the front court <clears throat> at the uh, forward position. So I think, you know, as now if he's showing us a lot of promise right now, then go ahead and play him. How about, what do you feel? I can understand that. No, no, I definitely understand that with the summer league, just going off his performance. You know, we, we were just talking about potential, but as far as minutes, I feel like that should be strictly off performance. If you see him, he's coming in, he's effective, doing what you need him to do, by all means, let him get those minutes. But right now, the the, the guys who I feel like will be getting the minutes deserve it. Like a Plumley, in comparison to what we had last year and previous years, we need that. So that's a guy that, to me, should be on the floor. Miles have obviously earned his spot. Melo will be will, – I expect him to be another guy coming in, getting heavy minutes. Um, not to mention Terry, you know, from a guard play. We got a lot of guys who already <laughs> earned their minutes. Um, so, so I'm not expecting too much immediately. I would like to see 
our young guys get a play, but not if it means sacrificing the season. You know, I feel like people are, aren't really seeing the Hornets as a playoff team. Maybe, maybe me and you and some other Charlatans, some other guys that have just been watching the Hornets, we see the difference. But at least from a personal standpoint, I expect Hornets to be around. Yeah, no, um, <clears throat> I'm getting to that. But I also want to touch on, you know, I think they uh, did a good job in the second round of adding in some defensive players, you know, as uh, Scotty Lewis, you know, who's, who has potential to be a 3 and D guy and continue to grow in his game. And also um, JT Thor, who I think is going to be an uh, excellent fit on the defensive end. I'm not expecting those guys to get burned, but I, I will say we, what we've seen from James Borrego, if you produce and he sees that you're, uh, you deserve playing time. You will get it. Uh, just like the uh, Martin Twins, you know, these last few seasons, they were able to get burned. And uh, yep. also Jalen McDaniel. So it just it just depends. And then also with that, you know, going back to do we think James Booknight and um, and Kyle Jones are going to get playing time immediately? Probably so. But, you know, we did see where, you know, LaMelo had to, you know, kind of wait his turn, you know, and stop making so many turnovers in order for the coach to trust him to run, yeah. the, run the offense to get and uh, earn that starting spot. So, they're definitely going to have to work for it. You know, like I said, LaMelo was a number three pick last year. And he had to work for it. So he expects the same out of the, uh, those guys. That's a, that's a good that's a good point to make, too, because a lot of people, uh, fans, and was a little spec was a little uh, hesitant um, to hear about the Borrega decision. Because, you know, with the name that was associated with LaMelo coming in already, a lot of people maybe weren't too familiar with basketball, uh, just was expecting him to come in and immediately start. But like you said, he, he made him wait his turn had to control the turnovers to a certain degree. And so I'm not expecting Book Knight. Um, I love his confidence. Like you said, uh, he made a comment saying him and LaMelo would be Showtime. I like his confidence, but I don't I don't believe that's a guy that should come in and get those minutes. It just seems like it would benefit the team more if LaMelo, Terry, they kind of play, you know, those minutes. But I, I know it will be a gap. It will be a gap there where he can come in and show what he has. And of course, if he's producing, by all means, take some of those minutes, but I, I just don't see it right now. Yeah, I feel like he he will. I'll say this. He will get the opportunity to show what he can do, and uh, he's just got to prove it. And uh, how, do, how do you feel so much about the uh, the additions that we made through free agency, start with, you know, from the Mason Plumleys to the Ish Smith to even down to the Kelly Oubre? Uh, my favorite one is definitely the Kelly Oubre uh, pickup, just a real athletic guy that's already meshing with our somewhat fast-paced offense you know we got a lot of young guys that run the floor I feel like that's just also added on to that definitely like the Mason Plumley. um I feel like we have a team of solid guys I'm not not gassing these guys up at all we don't have an NBA championship team at all but in comparison man we have a lot more depth we have a lot more depth um at every position I feel more confident this year at the big man um but my favorite pickup is definitely Kelly Uber what about you what do you see like I know this is different than what we've seen in the past. So what do you see? Uh, I, I like the addition um, of Mason Plumley. I thought that was, you know, I didn't think they wanted to spend a ton of money on an average center. And mm -hmm. so they just felt like they could get him in the trade, which they did. You know, a guy who could pick and roll, can uh, defend a little bit, can't catch the ball. My goodness, man. It's like we never have a big man that can actually finish a lob, catch the ball. He has good hands. He can uh, also playmake as well. You know, I think he learned a little bit of that playmaking for uh, – from uh, Jokic out there in Denver. But I like that move, you know, like I don't expect a lot, but I expect Mason Plumlee to be, Plumlee to be very solid and some, like the hold down that center position. Like I said, he, I don't expect too much on the defensive end from him, but I do think he can hold his own. And with the 
And then with Ish Smith, I just he's gonna push the pace. You know, when it's that second unit comes in, he's gonna push the pace with uh, Miles Bridges and Kelly Oubre and uh, a few other. Yeah, uh, let's say Kai Jones does. You know, get those uh, those bench minutes with that second union unit and Book Knight. They're gonna be they're gonna be fast paced if you if you throw out a second unit of Ish Smith, uh, Book Knight. Kelly Oubre, Bridges, and Kyle Jones. That's going to just be a, a fast break uh, nightmare for teams. No, definitely, definitely. And, and just the straight fast pace. We got a bunch of young guys as willing to run the floor. In addition to Mason Plumley, Ish Smith, you know, those veteran style guys. But um, no, it's definitely interesting. Definitely interesting. I like the whole makeup of the team. Um, let me ask you this, though, because we didn't even mention his name. Gordon Haywood, do you, you know, a guy that we've seen previously? consistent all-star, you know, before the injury. Do you see him getting back to that? Or have you already seen him getting back to that? What's your expectations for Gordon coming in this year? Uh, just to kind of uh, finish off where he uh, kind of left off at uh, last year. You know, he was – when he was available, you know, Gordon was great. He knocked down shots. He made tough shots. He was a he was a go-to guy if we needed a bucket, you know, to keep the stuff um, afloat. And I, I mm-hmm. like Gordon. You know, at first I was a little hesitant with the contract. And he still has to prove he can be healthy, you know, because to be honest, if we would have, if um, Gordon would have stayed healthy, we would have been in the playoffs. It's just his health, you know, kind of, I'm not going to say his body let him down, but his health got in the way of, um, of the season last year. So if he can just uh, continue to work on what he uh, had last year, continue to build, I think we'll be fine or he'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, because like, like he, we definitely need to see him healthy. Um, but I, I also feel like, I like the situation where it's not that much pressure on them. You know, we like guys go down and things kind of keep moving as, as previously scheduled with or without Gordon. I'm not saying we're not better with him. I'm just saying he doesn't have to worry about that pressure. So I feel like that helps his game and it should help his longevity. It should help the wear and tear on his body for the season. But again, it's, it's all, it's going to be all about how, how the offense flows, how it all, how he all plays within the offense. Um, But I look, I look forward to seeing some playoff Gordon some playoff Hornets this this year. So. Yeah, because I like to, like I said, um, that addition, I think, with Kelly Oubre is the most exciting addition, I would say. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just to throw him and Miles out there, you know, on the kind of like the, as a, your three and D wings, I mean, I like it a lot. I I think they can do wonders, especially with LaMelo, Terry, that's just a knockdown three-point shooter, especially with catch-and-shoot situations. And uh, PJ, if he continue to grow, you know, his game as well. The Hornets, they definitely – they definitely have a lot of talent. Um, I'm not, I'm not gonna guarantee the playoffs, but they, I'll be disappointed if we don't at least um, uh, make it in, advance into the playoffs after the play-in tournament and everything. You know, I don't want us to have to play in that play-in tournament. To be honest, you know, I feel like we're, we're good enough to compete with some of the teams in the uh, in the East, like the Knicks, the Celtics, even the Bulls. Even though they did make some good moves, and um, in Miami, I don't think those teams are are all world beaters. I would only people we got that we're not really concerned about are like, you know, the top dogs in the East. And that's pretty much Brooklyn and Milwaukee. They have no luck right now in the 76ers. I say, depending on what they do with the Ben Simmons situation, but those three are the only ones that I'm really, you know, those are tough matchups. About. Else, you know, it's like a, a free fall, you know, there's a competing uh, to see uh, what's the placement going to be in the East. Yeah, it's wide open out, out east. It's wide open out east. Guys really have a chance to legit be a top five seed. I know it, it sounds crazy, but take away those top those top teams like Brooklyn, 
Bucks. I guess you could throw Philly in there. I'm a little hesitant because I'm not too, too crazy about them, even with Tobias Harris and Embiid. I'm just not too crazy about them. But you do have to throw top three in there. You do have to throw them in top three. To me, those other two spots are up for grabs. I don't see yeah, Boston. Atlanta, Atlanta's going to be there. Atlanta's going to be there. I don't want I don't want to. I would, ex- I would expect Atlanta to be there, but you know what I mean? I would also. You never know, though. You never know. Yeah, you never know. I wouldn't be too surprised if they just can't find a way. Maybe a Trey Young go down and they kind of trying to figure it out. I just, I, I'm not guaranteed, but I know Hornets have a chance. Not even that. I just think we, and we match up well with uh, the Hawks, you know. So that's why I don't, that's why I did throw them into that that category, like uh, that top three spot, even though they could potentially be in there. I just feel like I like our chances against Atlanta. That's all. Yeah. I, that's all I'm yeah. pretty much saying. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to that series, you know, like, ah, man, you know, this is going to be, a, we might be lucky to get one game. You know, I'm thinking that with Brooklyn, you know, we, we might get one game. But um, as far as they just gave an extension to Coach Borrego, um, I think it's, it, it's going to definitely be an important year for him. You know, definitely. I feel like he, he had, for his sake, he has to make the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, and for whatever reason, I just don't feel like we won't. You know, are you getting that? Like, I just, I just seem, seem like the team, the way it's built, piggybacking off of last year, it seems to be going in a good direction. But you're right. So it is some pressure on him. He has to make the playoffs. He has to. Yeah, I just – I think the fans are looking for us to get a center like, you know, um, a Mouse Turner, uh, Rashawn Holmes, possibly, you know, like a New Orleans – White. You know? um, but I just – or either uh, another name was out there with Jared Allen, you know, if uh, the Cavs didn't match uh, or didn't sign him back. But that was like the dream. I mean, I would say the more so that I guess the dream fit was the Mouse Turner. You know, I would I didn't want to overpay for Holmes, and I didn't want to you know pay uh, Nerlens Noel. You know, if it was on the cheap deal, then yeah. And then um, even with the uh, Jared Allen, I like Jared Allen. I just feel like he's a little one dimensional. I like him though. You know, so I'm kind of glad we didn't overpay our waste money this free agency. You know, we got. We bargain shopped and we 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 played the patient game. We waited to see, got in Smith, you know, who can push the pace on the offensive end. We got uh, Mason Plumley who can be a lob threat and run the court with Lamelo, and we got yep. Kelly Oubre, which is a three and D wing and a guy. I think uh, he got close to either eighteen or twenty uh, points per game when he was with the Suns. So and he dropped forty points in the game last season. So he, I like the addition. So playoffs should be should be the mindset of, of this team. I definitely, I definitely feel like we have to be locked into that mindset. But you make a good point. Nobody made, as far as G, um, upstairs management, nobody made an irrational move. Um, you, you pointed out the need for a big man. We definitely needed one, but for whatever reason, we weren't able to lock up one of those other guys. So we paid Plumley a decent amount. You know what I mean? We didn't, we didn't overpay Plumley. Came yeah, in and got a guy that can do his job. Yeah, because we got him through a trade, and he had a decent contract. I'm not sure what the numbers are exactly, but it wasn't nothing out outrageous, you know, of uh, as far as money-wise. But I think he has this year and another year on the contract. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with Mason Plumley. I always liked his game, even though he's a Duke guy. I, I like his game, though. Always athletic, always, to me, aggressive enough. Like, you know, not soft, you know. So I'll definitely take that, man. But there's so much going on with the Hornets. It kind of make you – they make you kind of forget about the rest of the, the picks. Do you feel like any other got, teams really got better through the draft this year? You know, um, the number one pick this year uh, is making noise, but 
is not making, I guess, as much noise as, as I thought he would. Cade, I don't know if you, if you know, too yeah, familiar. Did Detroit, did Detroit get the best pick in the draft this year? Oh, um, if not the best, the second best. I mean, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you got him and Jalen Green, I think, are going neck to neck. You know, people kind of like the athleticism and the upside of Jalen Green. And Jalen Green proved that he can uh, go against grown men in the G League and get his uh, get his buckets. And I think Jalen Green possibly is the safer choice. When we look at when we look at Kay Cunningham, I mean, you can't deny 6'8", NBA body, smooth game. And his he has NBA moves. That's the thing with him. He has a a package, almost like kind of like a, a Jason Tatum. He has like some moves to go to if he gets stuck in a bad situation. I like him. I don't know. If, I don't think he needs to play the uh, the point guard position. I just think he needs probably like that wing position and just let him let him hoop. I can see that. No, I could I could definitely see that. Um, I'm hoping that Jalen Green's game just continue to transpire. But I know how different it gets when you're the guy on the team. You know what I mean? Because he, he'll be the – he'll be, all expectations will be with him. Jalen Green will get minutes. Jalen Green will get burned. He will get all of that. Both, so All the top three. All the top three. Yeah, all, all top three. Yeah. I just feel like who will handle it the best between Evan Mobley, Jalen Green, and Kay Cunningham, I'm going to say Kay just because, to me, he's shown – through even through college, the brief time that we was able to catch him through with college, COVID and all that mess, he seems professional. He seems professional. I, I applaud Jalen Green for going and working on his game, getting a check. I'm sure that helps too, but working on his game in the in the G League. But Cade just seemed a little more professional. I think it's gonna be a little too much pressure out there in Houston. And Jalen's game is not gonna really have time to develop. You know what I mean? But we'll see. Yeah, I mean he. He's going out there with Steven Silas, you know, who um, who has worked with Luca in the past years. And he's going to be out there with John Wall. Uh, so John Wall would definitely have the ball in his hands more. He kind of can control the pace with everything. And it's Christian Woods out there. You know, they they don't have, you know, they have some talent on that team. I'm not going to say that they're like hmm. going to play all team, but they do have a few pieces, you know, where it's not all dependent on Jalen Green. You know, with two other players like Christian Woods and, um, and John Wall on the team, if John Wall is, you know, he proved he, he he's get, he's getting back. You know, last year was a like a uh, kind of like a prove it year. So I think he proved that he's. I'm not gonna say 100 percent back, but he's he's definitely on uh, on track to, uh, to get back where he was. Evan Mobley, definitely on track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think Jalen Green's gonna do well. I think he's gonna do well there. And then as far as like Evan Mobley, the Cavaliers, they I mean they've been drafting a lot. It seems like the last ten years, man. They've just been drafting, and uh, if you uh, if we disregard those years that LeBron went back, but once he left, and then once he left, he came back, and then left again. It's like they're always in the lottery. And I like the Evan Mobley pick. You know, a guy that shows potential, but we have just have to wait and see. You know, with big men, you never know. You know, they can be good, or they can be just be okay, or they can just be bad. This really, never. Yeah, I don't think I think you know he'll at least be good, but. With big men, sometimes I think it's it's more hit or miss with the big men. We'll see. You know, they definitely don't really have a good history within the last 10 years of uh, big men, you know, at least through the draft. I know you remember Anthony Bennett. But like you said, we, we never know. We just yeah. got to let the young guy develop when we'll see. I like um, him. You know, he'll get a chance to learn kind of from Kevin Love and Jared Allen's there. So he he's going to get burned, but he definitely has some, um, some guys uh, to lean on. 
Larry Nance is there. So he has a few, uh, it's a, they, they have a legit front court. So it's just, he had, he should be just a sponge taking in everything he can, working with Kevin Love and then seeing what Jared Allen does on the defensive end and kind of seeing how Larry Nance run the floor. So I think he's in a in in uh, solid situation. Man, I mean, outside of those guys, last one I'm going to bother you about is the OKC. A lot of people, at least me, I didn't hear about this name until a little closer to the draft, but Josh Giddy, the guard out of Australia. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you got a chance to check out his game, but he seems like a shooter. Do you see the league kind of changing a little bit in regards to how we felt about overseas players? Do you feel like the talent level is rising to where a getting a guy from overseas in top 10 could potentially change your franchise? Uh, yeah, I just think you guys just got to be patient. Everybody's not going to be a Luka, you know. And maybe mm -hmm. I like Giannis. That it, it took a few years before he actually, you know, reaches that level. And it may be, you know, like Porzingis, you know, might start off strong, you know, and then kind of injuries kind of derail him a little bit. But I just think, uh, you know, overseas players are always definitely going to be like the intrigue. They're going to be intriguing because you you see what they can do overseas, but how does it translate to the NBA game? And I think that's the biggest thing. But you got to take a chance on them. You know, you can't you can't be scared when you draft them. You know, it caught the lottery for a reason. You know, you're taking a chance on these players. So I I didn't think they were going to pick him right there. Mm -hmm. I thought they were going in uh, some other directions, but they went for him, and it it was a reach. I say it was a reach. I definitely want to. I definitely have to say that now. I feel like I feel like it was a reach. Just I haven't, man. I'm not taking any way, anything away from the young man. I know he's young. Um, I watched some of his highlights and his tapes, and it, it just doesn't seem like a game that'll transpire. It, it, shots seems a little too slow. You know, I'm not. I'm not trying to uh, critique his game at all. But th to me, these are glaring discrepancies from guys overseas to the league. If you cannot create your own shot, if you cannot gather separation, if you're not a little bit more athletic than the man in front of you, you probably will have a hard time. That's that's just what it is. You probably will have a hard time. But like Jamal said, you kind of got to watch guys, see who develops, because we see a lot of a lot of guys develop. Um, yeah, this all depends where you go. You know, it all, it's really where you go and if you're putting the work in. Yeah. Yeah, and no, I definitely, definitely just and, – and the work is the most important. We see guys get to the league all the time and – you may not see it directly, but you hear from the next NBA player or coach here, the guy didn't work hard enough. God just didn't work on his game, you know? And I, I hate to switch gears, but I kind of love to switch gears. Speaking of not working hard enough, um, and we spoke about Philly, they have a lot of decisions to make, but in recent reports, a lot of people are saying that Ben Simmons has just cut off communication completely with the 76ers. Um, how do you feel about that? Do you see... One, do you see this ending well for Ben and Philly? Do you see Ben going elsewhere, obviously? Just what do you think about that? From my from the outside looking in, I just feel like once Doc made those comments and once B made those comments, it was pretty much, you know, it was pretty much that the Philly was done with him, honestly. I think Ben Simmons needs to just have a, you know, a new chapter, new scenery. Um, he says he's working on his game. That's why he didn't participate in the Olympics. It, they just need something. They need to switch it up. I mean, those two, uh, the last three or four years, you know, just we always thought that, you know, make that next leap together, and it just never seemed, seems to happen. So 
they just got to make some changes or bring somebody else in. You know, I don't know if they can make – they had a hell of a team when they had uh, Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler, J.J. Redick, Tobias Harris, and then Joel Embiid. If they can somehow get a starting five like that somehow, some way, then, you know, I give them a chance to all kind of work together. But I think it's time to move on, man. I mean, I think Philly's pretty much uh, done with them. They're just trying to get – uh, comp- compensation back, but they have to be realistic on what they can get back with them, though. Yeah, you know, um, I'm not saying the stock has dropped, but I don't, I don't think, um, I don't think a lot of teams are going to be giving what Philly wants for him. Probably still some good, good options, but just not what Philly wants for him. I do think he has to move, like you said, once the comments um, came out at the at the the loss last year. Um, I'm not blaming Doc. He kind of kind of got put in a box I feel like Ben did it to himself um I feel like his teammates were just kind of being real you did you are you are almost seven feet tall and you did pass up a layup you know what I'm saying you did miss a lot of free throws like that's real that's what happened that's what took place and if you would have maybe made those shots took those layups made those free throws your team would have made it to the next next round so as a teammate as a coach that's real and I only person I would kind of fault is Doc maybe I think he was a little flustered by the question I wish I could uh, really remember what exactly was said, but I went back and looked at it. Um, and I, to me, it looked like Doc was flustered a little bit and just kind of ended up just being honest. I just yeah. ended up being honest, and it didn't make Ben look good. Yeah, I think he was frustrated. And then when they asked him, he kind of said what was on his mind instead of saying, you know, instead of saying the politically correct, you know, yep, you know, a politically correct thing, he kind of just, Say what was on his mind. I mean, you can't blame him. You know, that's I, honestly if I'm if I'm a uh, if I'm a player, that's what I want. You know, I'm gonna use it as motivation. You know, to come back with a jump shot and take my layups and knock down my free throws. You know, but hey, I just don't I mean, think that's I don't think it's in him though, Jamal. You know what I mean? I just I really that's what worries me about Ben. I, I don't think it's in him. Once once a guy, a guy shows you who he is, like we look at him being and being has been in a year four years, five years almost. Uh, um, it's 20, what, 13, 2014, 2014, oh, I think, yeah. Came okay, out, so, came out, so it's seven, ooh, ooh, six, six, seven. That's, and that's, that, that's even worse. That's even worse because Donovan Mitchell and Ben came out a year apart, but I think Ben wasn't eligible until next year. Like, they made him. He got hurt, he got hurt, yeah, he was hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, my point is, you've seen guys around Ben who we consider stars in the league, like uh, Donovan Mitchell, uh, uh, Joel Embiid. These guys have been getting better. You know what I mean? Ben, to me, Devin Booker. Like, these guys are getting better. To me, Ben is showing you who he is. We're the ones, as the fans and the, the, the interpreters of the game who love it, we're the ones who keep saying, man, this big body, could he can pass. He can do this. He, he, he might be able to be like this. He might be able to be like LeBron. He might be able to do this. He's showing us who he is, man. He doesn't – I'm not saying he doesn't care that much to work on his game, but I think he's cool with being who he is. The best situation for Ben Simmons will be a situation where Ben Simmons is not that guy on your team, where he's not your number one or number two option on your team. That's going to be his best situation. Yeah, and the thing with Philly is like, okay, you got him there with Tobias Harris, who's really not a number two option either. He's more like a number three. So you got two guys, so yep. like number three options with a guy mm-hmm. that – a true number one option is just not the best of fits, man. So, I mean, I did see where Philly was asking for the Warriors. They were they wanted James Wiseman, Andrew Wiggins, and nope. the two first the two first round draft picks and some more like draft capital. I'm laughing off their damn mind. I don't come on. No way, Are you serious? No way, no way they're giving up 
And people, I've been seeing a lot of, you know, negativity talking about James Wiseman is a bust. This guy has so much potential. I mean, really so much potential on the defensive end and even on the offensive end. Like, I just, people get to talking crazy sometimes. I just see some of this stuff and I really should ignore it. But that that package with Wiggins and Wiseman and uh, the two first round picks that they uh, that they drafted, I think it was Jonathan Kaminga and um, Moses Moody. Those two guys, I just think that's just too much for Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is a great defender. He can uh, pass, play make a little bit, but no. That's, that's it. That's it. Like, that's it, man. And, and and those characteristics that you just described, I know it sounds crazy, but I can find that in a Montrezl Harrell. Maybe not the passing, but I can find that in some of these other guys in the league. And I think we just see it through a different lens with Ben because we've always talked about the potential. I'm looking at what he's doing, what Ben is actually doing on the floor. His numbers look good. He might pull out a triple-double, but his effectiveness on the team is more of a four-option type of guy to me. That's least, just my opinion. Unless he just needs to take the shot. Yeah, and he's definitely more – he's a, uh, a three or four. You know, like I said, he's an athletic Cal Anderson without a jump shot. Uh, Boris Diaw without a jump shot, just more athletic on defense. Ben. He's a he's a Cal Anderson, Boris Diaw, Draymond Green type of guy that just can jump. Yep, I yep. Mean, I mean, we just got to be realistic, you know. But, I mean, hopefully they can get together. That's all I can – well, I really don't care if they get together, get together, to be honest, not my team. But I would like – you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't wish for no player, you know, to have any downfall. So, much yeah, success yeah, yeah. to him. And hopefully he can find uh, find a place that works for him. But he's, he said he, he's willing to go to the Warriors, but he doesn't want to go to Portland. <laughs> and he's kind of – he said, he said he's willing to go to any California team. Like – Bro, like, where is your head, man? I get you for your whatever for your family, da, da, da. but it's to me, it's clear why you want to do that. We're talking about the same guy who, after his team lost in the playoffs, he decided to stay in the away city to have a good time. Yeah. Like, bro, what's where your head at? I don't know. Right. Them generous, that's what you're trying to I'm do. telling you, them uh, them you said them generous, them Kardashian, them generous, all those man. He, he just that's where he that's where to me, it's nothing wrong with that. You worked hard for this, you deserve it to have fun, but. I've seen the good ones and the great ones adapt to different mentalities. So anytime I see guys go against that, like, can, imagine this. Can you see a Damian Lillard, bro, taking an L to Miami and just decide, hey, I'm going to stay here in Miami and turn up? I know we just lost, but I'm going to stay here in Miami and turn up. Like, nah. a lot of guys wouldn't do that. No, nah, I mean, honestly, he if he had the mentality of a, even like a Russ or Giannis, Russ and Giannis, they're going to shoot. They don't care. But you're oh, not yeah. But you're not gonna question that their effort on the offensive end. You know that they're okay with taking that last shot, and they don't mm-hmm. give a care. And I think he needs to adapt that same mentality. Like, bro, I'm a lottery pick. I'm six eleven. I got a handle. I got the size. Got the strength. He he. The thing is with Ben Simmons, he's supposed to be better than what he is. Even yes. though, it's just like, damn, dude, you got all like. If you get such a Chris Paul that size. Chris Paul would be the best player ever. Come on. Come, ever. Ever. I mean, what are we talking about? So, just, he just – it's just he leaves more to be desired. And, that, and that's really it with Ben Simmons. And, and I feel like we've been saying that ever since them, those freshman year days at LSU, being coached by his dad. Like, we've always went off of the potential. Always. And it's, and it's never – to me, and I just feel like after year three, four, we got to get away from that and just look at who the guy really is. Again, this is 
to me, I feel like this is his last stop. Not last stop in the NBA because I feel like because of those intangibles that we just named, passing size, um, decision-making, he will always have a spot in the NBA. But as far as being a franchise guy, a top guy in the league, this is his last shot to show that. Yeah, it's a, it's a proven it's a proven year for him, definitely. Now, just to uh, change topics a little bit, um, it's definitely been a lot of movement of players uh, within the last, I guess, what a week week and a half, two weeks, trying to think mm-hmm. somewhere around that time. And so, do you have a draft? Not a draft, excuse me. A free agency winner, free agency loser. Who's your team? I mean, it can be a player or a team that you want to just throw out there. Uh, I would have to say. And it's gonna might sound a little crazy, but I have to say the Lakers, um, or LeBron, whoever you want to credit it to. But just to just to acquire the amount of guys that they've acquired for the amount that they did it for, didn't really put themselves in too much of a financial burden or or gap. Shout out to they upstairs for that, and shout out to how quickly they made it happen. Um, they seem to have a strict agenda. As soon as the season was over, they didn't make these moves, but it seems like they. They knew what the, exactly what they wanted to do. They sent got KCP, see you later. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, see you later. They knew exactly what they wanted to do, and they brought in what I feel like good collective pieces. Um, that would definitely be my winner. My loser, I can't really think of one right now. I'm a little disappointed in Boston. I guess maybe the first one that comes to mind, I was just expecting them to make more moves than they did. Um Got some guys got overpaid, not necessarily in Boston, but just in reference to losers. Any, I don't really have a loser, but my winner is definitely LA. Um, who do you have? Uh, as far as a winner, I'm gonna just speak on LA real quick. I I like what uh, LA did. I just feel like they they got some vets in there, you know, which is good. You know, a veteran team. They're gonna be um, most vets are gonna have a high IQ. IQ been around, have experience. A lot of guys with championship pedigree. You know, uh, getting the guys like uh, Trevor Reza. And then with the uh, Carmelo Anthony, you know, a guy that can got knock down shots. We need a bucket. Mm-hmm. Still can play. Mm-hmm. He still can do that. Wayne Ellington, getting up there in age, but can knock down the, the three-point shot. Baysmore can – he'll give you a lot of energy and effort, you know. He's not a lockdown defender, but he will, you know, take on that assignment and defend uh, the opposing uh, top wing. And I like what they did on, kind of like on the back end of free agency. I thought they needed to get younger, and they did. They added Kendrick Nunn, who I think would be a, a good pickup for them. And our guy, Malik Monk, you know, who I think is a, a, a great addition for them, a guy that's going to knock down shots. Not a, and That's one thing. He's not afraid to knock down a shot. And he's just get up and down the court. And he's a bucket getter. And yep. they retain uh, – let me not mess. <laughs> THT, I'm just leaving it at that. Horton Tucker. They retain him. Yeah as well so people are making that i think i'm making a big deal about losing caruso i mean he was another <laughs> effort guy you know he was an effort guy let's not act like you know caruso was this great all-star i don't know what people you know they we're getting this thing where we kind of overvalue certain players just because they play for a certain team we got to stop yep. doing that. and but like i say Caruso. don't get me wrong caruso is a he's a solid you know guy you know i, I like his game but Effort guy, you know, in defense, no hate towards him at all. But if they can pick up another three and D wing, or maybe just maybe another four, I think I would like um, a younger, more of a younger guy. Though I think they need to add a few more. Like their next move should all be youth pieces. They should not get another uh, guy that's in their um, 
at least past 33, I think, you know, it's time to get some young legs in there, you know, at least that can help you make it through the, um, the regular season and then the postseason, you can play all your, your old heads. Yeah, I, and I, I, I would actually expect to see Malik and Nunn uh, get, get some heavy burn regular season. Not Maybe not some heavy burn, but some regular burn for that reason exactly. Because, I, I, you know, LeBron, they're taking championship. So yes. instantly when I see these pieces, I'm not thinking about, oh, Melo might average, you know, 17, 18 this year. Right. He might average 20 this year. Nah, I'm thinking Melo in the playoffs. I'm thinking, um, like, the pieces that they picked up. I'm thinking playoff version. So I feel like LeBron has proven that he's a strong leader. He makes guys around him better. So when you already have decent guys like Baysmore, Melo, just like decent guys, Kendrick Nunn, Trevor I feel Reese. like who who else was it? Uh, Trevor Reese. Trevor, I forgot they did pick up Trevor Reese. I feel like I'm missing somebody else. Uh, I think Horton Tucker. I know, but they picked up Dwight. They uh, picked up Ariza, Ellington, Melo, Monk, Nunn. And they already they kept Mark Gasol, which I was yeah. like, man, Mark Gasol kind of moving like a dinosaur these last two, at least last year. Man, ever since that the Toronto you know year, I feel like he's been moving real slow, but. Uh, uh, yeah, anyway, overall, I'm thinking playoff for LeBron. So I feel like his team, slow the pace down, possession by possession, playoff basketball, that's a decent team. Now, can they touch a, a Brooklyn or really even a Bucks? I don't know. I don't know. But they're better than they were last year. Brooklyn doesn't have an answer for AD, and I think that's where I think AD would exploit that. Hopefully he would. And I, you're, getting the, you're getting the right guy with Russ. He don't care if he missed a thousand times. He's just going to attack, attack, attack. And that can be good and that can be bad. But at least you know he he's going uh, he ain't going to go down without a fight. Oh, nah. Russ, Russ going to leave everything out there. He will leave everything out there. And I feel like that's another guy who has a lot to prove this year. Like, Russ, I know he's, he's strong-minded. He don't really care about what people say. But I know he hear it. You don't oh, yeah, pass. No <laughs> you can't win with you. You don't you all you do you shoot too much. We can't that, win that, with you. These are and these are just the things that people are saying. We not we don't actually believe. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Right. I feel like Russ is one of the hardest working guards in the league, hardest working players in the league, you know, brings intensity every game. Yeah. Um, but I, I was one of those people who would say he takes too many shots. I don't yeah. I don't feel like you can cannot not win with him though. Yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. But as far as like a winner for me, I think I'm going to have to go with Chicago. I like what Chicago did, honestly. Out of all the teams, they kind of – I like what they've been doing since the trade deadline, deadline last year, picking up uh, Vucevic, and then also being able to uh, get Lonzo and then bringing DeMar DeRozan on top of that. And you got a starting five of Lonzo, Levine, DeRozan, um, either Larkington or um, – what's the guy? I, uh, I cannot think. He, he's out of Charlotte. I should not be forgetting his name. Not Patrick. Kobe. No, no, Patrick. Um, is it William? Oh, uh, I know what you. I know what you're talking about. Man, out of West Charlotte. Yeah, man. My I, my bad, dog, for uh, forgetting your name. But uh, I like his game and pairing it with Vooch. And like I said, you still got Kobe White coming off the bench. Got an effort guy in Caruso, and um, I think they got some more pieces. I don't know, but I just like you see that they had the talent to do something in the East. So I really like what they did. And as far as a loser, man, I'm gonna have to go with Dennis Schroeder. Like, it's getting bad out there, man. It's getting real bad. Like, the only two places oh. I could really see him going is uh, Boston, possibly, and maybe uh, Dallas. I mean, I'm just trying to think of places that could use him. Uh, and his fit isn't ideal with neither one of those teams. But 
Dallas is not giving Schroeder eighty million. I don't think nobody's no nobody's giving him that money right now. He's gonna have to he's gonna have to be on a prove it deal. And yeah, once he turned down that eighty million, and then it just kind of got bad from him because they would have had success in the playoffs. And then he would have got that bag, but since it did, kind of overplayed his hand by turning it down, and now you have to sit and watch all the money get dried up, taken away, cap space get ate up, and now you're looking at only a few teams that are taking. Maybe OKC, he was there, he had success there, maybe, but OKC just got rid of Kimba, so they're not looking to really win. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just trying to get as much draft capital like they always do. Um, but yeah, that's the only. That was the only teams, unless these trades get pulled back, that we're hearing like uh, the tampering. Uh, it could cost the teams either to uh, the teams to have to avoid that trade or either lose draft picks, um, especially with the Lonzo ball to Chicago and then the Cal uh, Lowry to Miami. So we'll see. But I just feel like he he overplayed his hand, you know, and it happens sometimes. He bet on himself, and right now it's not looking too good. It's not looking good. It's not, but if maybe he might just have to go with the one-year option, like you say, prove his stock, and then lock in with the team in the offseason. Um, but to me, turning down eighty million, I like you, I get it. Bet on yourself, but off the year that you just had for the responsibility you just had, that seems pretty accurate. But it might be hard when you're watching guys get a hundred million, eighty-five million guys <laughs> that you may feel like you're better than. Yeah, like damn, I know I'm better than him. I know I'm better than him. But, like, look at my numbers. Look at look at the year I just had. Like, I know I'm better than him. That's what he's saying. But, like, as, a, as a basketball player, I mean, let's be real. He's better than Duncan Robinson. He is better than – and Duncan Robinson got, what, 85? Uh, 90, I think. Five years, 90. He's a winner. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and, you know, just they, – they overpaid for him. But, you know, you got to pay for uh, sh- shooting. So, shooting, you know, you got to pay a premium for that in the league, you know. Even if they got I mean, he, he, he a great shooter. He a great shooter, but ha- has he done it two years? I mean, yeah, you know, they kind of. We'll we'll start to see where this is, you know, where that. I don't think the contract's gonna look too good, but the, you know, cat room is all cat room is all cat space. Excuse me, was always going up each year. So yeah, they're gonna keep making he, money. He definitely, yeah. got, he definitely got paid. But Dennis Schroeder, like I said, he's just overplayed his hand, and maybe you know, if he go to a place that I, that I wouldn't mind him going, would be would be interesting. Definitely be inter- entertainment him going to Philly. Oh, Philly, Philly. Uh, nah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to entertainment for entertainment purposes. Entertainment purposes. Who, I mean, who is their point guard right now, bro? I couldn't even they tell. They just got rid of George Hill. I mean, they and they yeah, can they can get in the shooter for cheap. You know. So, that's uh. yeah, I know, but I'm just trying to see options for him. Or he, he could either. I just had a team in my head, but but those are really his options, man. Unless he really wants to, if Shooter wants to link back up with CP3, he has success with CP3. Maybe go to Phoenix. Maybe take a take a cheap deal in Phoenix for Phoenix. a year. I know they I know they uh, resigned Cam, but Cam can kind of play. You know, that combo guard Shooter can come in there and he he has played together with CP. You know that that uh, four guard rotation of, or that two guard. Rotation coming off the bench with campaign and Dennis Schroeder. I mean, I know it's a small lineup, but it'll definitely save some legs and give them more uh, people that can create off the dribble. And and that's the area of need for them as well. So, who, uh, which Cam got got uh, signed? Campaign or Cam Johnson? Oh, uh, campaign. 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 Okay. So. Okay. Not not a bad. I definitely would rather take a Schroeder over Campaign, but 
I get it. I get it. He deserved it too. On a whole different topic, he deserved it too. Um, man, so much going on in the league, all the picks. I'm just at this point, I'm just ready for the summer league to start up. Like I'm ready to see these guys take the floor, and because you know we didn't really get a chance to see this last year. Yeah, it was kind of taken away from. I remember like the draft. It's crazy for like the draft was what it was in November last year. I think it was in November last year. Now we have it here in uh, we just past July. You know, have another draft. Last year. It came, it came fast. So I mean, I'm excited. You know, I'm definitely not, you know, uh, not mad about having uh jazz um, this close together, but no. I, I like the talent. I like the talent. It, it seemed like it was a deep draft. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to act like here and say I was a draft expert or like a, um, or a scout, you know, watching all this tape on guys. I watched tape on a few players, but the more so guys, I think, uh, I watched tape on Moody, I watched tape on Book Knight, watched tape on Kai Jones around that 11 pick. And I watched the top guys like uh, uh, Mobley and um, Jalen Green and uh, Cunningham. I watched them. But other than that, I'm not going to lie, I did not watch too much tape on other guys. I'm not even going to sit here and show photos with uh, people. I would definitely have to agree. I think part of that we can blame Corona. Just we didn't get to see as many guys as we normally would over the course of the season. So if if you weren't a top name in discussion, it's, it, chances are you just didn't surface on our TL or surface, uh, you know, or during our ESPN watch or don't get, you know, any of that. So I just think Corona had a lot of effect on it. But guys, that's why I'm excited about Summer League. Yeah. Guys that got overlooked, you know, have a chance to make a name. Yep. And uh, um, I want to say, like, it seems like it's a deep draft from the, the little bit I have seen from other prospects. It seems like it's, it's definitely a deep draft. Um, one thing I want to kind of want to touch on, um, two former uh, Hornets players. How do you think Kimba is going to do in New York? Mm. I love first. I love a move for Kimba, um, just with him being in that city. I think it'll do good for his name, his pockets, all of that. It, it just be, would do well for him. Um, also, he's from there, so it it, it seems. I mean, it seems like it may be best. Um, Kimba is from there, right? Yeah, he's from New York. Yeah, he probably he's from, he from there. So. Bronx, to be exact. I don't even know New York people mad at me saying not here from the Bronx, but I think he's from the Bronx. There you go. So I mean, that, that's that's great for Kimba. I mean, I look, it's not not going to be a lot of pressure. We're going to see a little bit more what we a little bit closer to the Kimba that we've seen in Charlotte, just because I feel like he'll have a lot more touches than he did in Boston. Um, I'm not looking for the team to do anything tremendous, but they have potential to. Yeah. Knicks, you know, they, they over, let's be real. They overachieved last year with that. Season yeah. Before they overachieved, like when I knew once they played Atlanta, I knew it was a it was a chance that it could get ugly, you know, with Atlanta because that offensive firepower they had. I mean, they battled with them boys a little bit. It just it was just pretty much just Julius Randle though, you know, and Derrick Rose played good well. But other than that, Derrick Rose probably had the the best um the the best performance uh, for the Knicks in the playoffs. But Julius Randle was off a little bit. So they went out and got Evan Fournier, probably overcame for him, but you know, yeah. Um, they got a guy that can knock down some shots, you know, and then they go get Kimber. So they they added more offensive power, firepower. And then with Tibbs, you definitely know he gets them. He pre, most of the time gets the most out of his players. So I think they didn't take a step back, which which was a good thing. Everybody in the East kind of reloaded, and I think they just retooled. They made nice moves, moves that we're not used to seeing the Knicks make. You know, I felt like over, Evan Poirier was a bit overpaid, but with the Kimba signing and then getting Julius Randle on a decent uh, uh, extension, I think that helped him out a lot. Yeah, Man. it kind of balanced it out a little bit. 
Kimmy should, Kimmy should hoop back in the garden. As long as he's healthy, I think he should hoop. It's, it'd be great marketing for him. He can get that off the money uh, check. You know, we big fans of Kimba, so I just want to see him do well. So um, much uh, much uh, love for uh, Kimba and hopefully much success for him as well. But he should do – him and Randall in that pick and roll, pick and pop with R.J. Barrett there, Mitchell Robinson. It's it, – Kimba needs just can't go out on him, you know. That's really the main concern. I don't doubt his ability, his skill set or anything, his passion for the game or his effort. I think if he's healthy, it's, um, he'll do great for them. Yep. And I think also that'll be a good good place to get his confidence back up. I feel like he lost it a little bit, just little hesitations I would see, but that could have been due to injury as well. So yeah, just seeing a healthy Kimba could be nice. I don't know what it is, bro. Like when people go to the Celtics, it's just like they don't stay with free agents or like star acquisitions, whether it's like uh, Kyrie, Gordon, um, or going back to Kimba, it's just like they don't stay long there, bro. Like I don't know what it is with, with the Celtics. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's something something about it, man. I mean, I, I guess the main main like uh, franchise city, you know. But I I don't know what it is. I, I don't. How you think Devontae gonna do down there with uh, in New Orleans with Zion and uh, Brandon Ingram, all the Carolina guys down there? I love it. I love the Carolina guys down there. I'm hoping Devontae just piggyback off the year and the years that he was able to submit here in Charlotte. Um, what I'm hoping doesn't happen is he gets there and he just kind of becomes a guy on the team, not really being too aggressive. But he hasn't showed us that in the past. We, we didn't necessarily need Devontae to be the guy taking shots down the stretch, but he was stepping up, making, taking them and making them. So you put him in a situation now where, no, nah, we want you to take those shots. We want you to shoot this bar. I feel like he, he will blossom. He will just become better and better each year. Seems like a real professional. Um, so I'm hoping he does well. What do, what do you think he'll do out there? I mean, people don't have to respect that three-point shot because, you know, he will – he don't care about shooting it. He can miss five in a row, but he'll come down and hit that one in the clutch. And I just think he's going to open up stuff for um, for Zion and uh, B.I., you know, that can just, you know, play their games, and Devontae's going to allow them to play their games. Not saying Alonzo didn't, but I just think you can get similar production out of those guys. Uh, you got one who's uh, – he can maybe – Devontae can pass. I think a lot of people don't realize his passing ability. Lonzo's passing maybe a tad bit more flashier and everything. He might have a hype around him, but Devontae is a very solid, uh, a very solid uh, point guard in this league, and I, I hope he uh, he's gonna do. I, I think he's gonna do well down there and uh, down there in New Orleans. Look, look, it's not again. It's a good place for him because not too much pressure. You know, we're not coming into a situation where they want you to do anything different than what you've been doing. I don't think so. And they got um, they, they picked up Valentunas as well, you know, who had a great year last year for Memphis. For who? Uh, yeah. Is it Jonas Valentunas? No, no, I, I heard the name. Who did you say he played for last year? Uh, Memphis. The Grizzlies. Yeah, that is right. With Ja. Yeah, that is right. You know, he had a great I year. I want to say Raptors. A, a big body that can play next to Zion, can shoot the outside shot a little bit with uh, Brandon Ingram and Devontae. I don't know if they're going to – I think Josh Hart might be a restricted free agent still, so – they, they they have they do have some pieces down there so and i wouldn't be surprised if they kind of i'm not gonna say that but yeah i think i think they <laughs> fit well down there <laughs> hey i'm i'm any free agents you still expecting to get signed or anything like that I'm, I'm, i don't really see too many more names out there um but any other moves at all you, you're expecting any teams to make here coming up soon uh the ben simmons probably getting moved you know i would think mm -hmm. um 
like I said, Dennis Schroeder, I mean, he has to find a team, don't you think? I mean, he is he does, he is a talented guy. I think he might have to uh, do the DeMarcus Cousins route, uh, just find a team that's going to take him on a better minimum. So don't be surprised if you see Dennis Schroeder on the uh, Milwaukee or Golden State, you know, just for that, that minimum, just to kind of prove or like kind of like a, a F you to the league, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean – I don't know. I feel I hope hopefully it works out for Dennis. I know he'll end up somewhere, like you said, too much talent right now. But I just I just don't think he's gonna get that money he wants. Um we uh, somebody else I feel like he will make a move here soon. Um is Reggie Jackson. Oh he, right he, he already uh, he signed Friday with Kawhi. Oh, that's right. They both went back to the Clippers. They both went back to the Clippers. Andre Iguodala just signed two at Golden State. Yeah, so the, the market is drying up a little bit. Our um, people are kind of like snagging the teams are snagging the players they really want. But as far I mean, because you still got um, Paul Millsap who can contribute as a four man. I wouldn't mind somebody like him um, going to a contender. I feel like he's a guy that you know uh, put work in, in the league, so he deserves a shot at a, a title. So I like Paul Millsap. He's still available. JJ Redick is still available. I can see JJ going to Brooklyn. Um, I I don't think JJ is leaving his situation. His his podcast is growing more and more. But I mean that's another topic. It just it just seemed like based on some of his his comments that he makes on there that he's a little he enjoys this. So I, I don't think if the money not crazy, the team not crazy. I I do think JJ will stay put. Are you saying with Dallas? Or are you just talking about staying put just with not playing basketball? Not playing basketball. I I don't I don't think that he's really focused on I'm, I'm sure the offers are coming in but just I wish I could pinpoint the quote that he said but just roughly speaking I was watching one of his episodes and he was talking about how comfortable this lifestyle is so in reference to that I feel like if the money not crazy the situation not crazy playing with some guys he really like he's not gonna leave his podcast chair I oh, wouldn't either I can see I can see JJ going to Brooklyn man I can see it I don't know something about I just feel like I can see him going to Brooklyn it might be. I don't know his relationship with KD and those guys out there, but I know like, he could probably win KD, Don't get me wrong. I think KD was on his podcast, you know, and uh, I think he's from up north somewhere. Not exactly sure, but I think he wanted to go, like, with the he was kind of pissed that uh, David Griffin traded him to a West Coast team, but he wanted to go back up north. So I think, uh, I don't know, I feel like JJ is definitely out there. Um, if he, I think he'll get picked up. Um, it just depends on him, like you said, what we're saying. And Josh Hart is a restricted free agent. Avery Bradley is a free agent, you know, a guy that can contribute. He'll get picked up. And Dennis Smith Jr., hopefully he can find a spot. But other than that, it's not too many names. Cousins, Cousins, I would – maybe Cousins goes back to the Clippers. That might be best for him. But, yeah, that's about Cousins it. Cousins will be go anywhere where he'll get some burn. I feel like his cousins is is really hitting that where he be we're hitting that spot where he may not get an opportunity to get another contract. So, I'm glad you brought that up. I hope hopefully he gets some burn this year. And Go somewhere he can play. Yeah, Lori Marketing, who's a restricted free agent, so you know Chicago can match any offer he gets. But other than that, it's not really too too many guys out there that's um, that's gonna really make it or break it for guys. Your dad could probably get picked up later on in the season, uh, close to preseason, or you know. You know, injuries are a part of the game. So if something happens, you know, they might get picked up. All this stuff is changing so fast, man. The league is just – things are just happening quick, 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 quick. But 
Um, it's kind of slowing up here. We had a busy week this past week, but it seems to be kind of slowing up and balancing out. Um, yeah, so I'm really just looking forward to the uh, summer league and just guys getting better, seeing seeing how teams match up. Yeah, I, I'm like I said, I'm excited for it, man. I think in another team, even though um, Washington, I feel like got better with Spencer Dinwiddie uh, going there. They got a lot of, I feel like they got a, a lot of overall talent. You know what I'm saying? Like a start lineup talent. We're getting uh, Kuzma, KCP, picking up Dinwiddie, getting uh, getting Trez, and they uh, still got uh, what is that guy name out of uh, Japan? Oh yeah, I I don't want to say, but I know that's the guy. I don't want to put his name right now, but he he can play. Uh, yeah, I was about to say his name, but I'm not even gonna do that to uh, to him or myself. But yeah, they got some uh, they got some pieces in Washington, so I think it's just gonna be a lot of people sc- scrambling for that playing tournament, man. It's gonna be, it's definitely gonna be exciting. I wish they would take away the play-in tournament, but I think uh, from that, probably that, like I said, the top three, I think it's pretty much set in the East, but everything else is, is up for grabs, to be honest. It's like if guys really, really want it, you know what I'm saying? If guys re- really want it, that play-in tournament is really gonna show it. So I, I kind of like that aspect of it. It, it allows teams like Portland, even the Hornets, out here east, a typical Chicago team. You know what I mean? A gritty team give you a chance to make it in if you didn't already get in through the one through nine. I do like that. Yeah. But, um, so hopefully, hopefully it's the last year of it, though. But we'll see. Anything else you want to touch on real, uh, briefly or quick? I got anything you just want to get off your chest that you've been thinking about as far as the league is concerned? Not at all, man. Go Hornets. We're excited to see this this league come in and just hope and pray everybody stay healthy. Yeah, man. Hey, I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, I think our next podcast, I'm not sure when we'll do it. Uh, we'll try to get some out more recently, you know, we have people kind of wait. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see uh, what's going to happen in the league this year. Absolutely, man. But as always, appreciate y'all tuning in any and every episode. Um, but my name's Corey. I'm Jamal. And then uh, check out the, uh, the podcast on uh, any platform. We also put videos up on our YouTube page inside the scoreboard. So make sure y'all go search that and uh, subscribe. So, hey, we appreciate it. We appreciate it, man. Y'all take it easy. Have a good one. We out. All right.